Hey, you're listening to the Smoke Meat Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Pittman. Smoke Meat's brought to you by Joe's Underground at the corner of 8th and Broad in Augusta, Georgia, in the bottom of the Lamar Building. Such a great place to go, Jeremy and the gang. Make you feel like your family there from the first time you walk in and every time after. So go on down to Joe's, meet some new friends, hang out with some old ones, but make sure you go. Remember, I goes to Joe's and so should you. That's Joe's Underground at the corner of 8th and Broad in Augusta, Georgia, in the bottom of the Lamar Building. Today is an exciting day on smoked meat. I have a young man named Alessandro Fulcito. He is a stuntman. He is an actor. He is up and coming. He has a lot of great things in the works. We're going to talk about those. Uh, such a wonderful guy. Had a great time with him. So we're going to get this beast kicked on off here on smoked meat. So how's it going today, Alessandro? I'm good. I'm good. Wonderful, wonderful. Man, it's a beautiful day here, and I'm I'm ready for this interview. I think we're going to have a good time today. Uh, you're right around the corner from me here in Atlanta. Yes, I, right now I'm in Peachtree City, and uh, yeah. Yeah, my, my kids are actually up there right now grocery shopping. Oh, well, so. that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so... I know you have been doing stunts and technical consulting and stuff on a lot of different movies. Yes, uh, I yeah. I did start in two thousand. Uh, so my experience, uh, my history in the movie business started in two thousand eleven, and uh, it started actually working in uh, as a special effect technician. For a guy named Bobby Vasquez. At that time, he was the president of local 479 here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And why I started to work for him? Because I was in Afghanistan, I was in the Special Forces, and the guy, thanks to my mom's connection, that my mom was here in the States running our family restaurant in Peachtree City, our Italian family restaurant in Peachtree City. Uh, my mom met, met Bobby, and of course, Bobby was an ex-American um, Green Beret. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, mom is mom. Mom uh, started to speak with this guy and says, oh, my son, you've been in Afghanistan, is it a special forces? You were deployed uh, everywhere, so blah, blah, blah. Short story. Bobby emailed me, and I still remember when I received this email in uh, in Afghanistan about the opportunity to start to work in a special effect business in uh, in in, America, in the movies. Mm-hmm. And then my answer was, Bobby, I mean, I would love to. I really don't know anything about movies and special effects. I know I can just blow things up. That's the only thing I can do right now. Then, remind me the special effects and he said that's fine don't worry so i came here and i started to work uh, for him for here and after and uh great experience uh, we did uh, two or three tv series in a movie we did comma we did uh hannah cosmic life uh drop the diva uh, I think another one. Uh, and the guy, unfortunately, Bobby, uh, Bobby passed. Bobby passed uh, for a heart attack two months before my mom passed. 
So that time for me was one of the biggest struggle times in my life because uh, I faced myself coming in the States, uh, leaving a, a wonderful career to be captain in Italian Special Forces um, and find myself here in Atlanta, Georgia with no connection, with very few experience on set because I mean, three movies, three TV series, a movie on set is pretty much you're very, very, very green. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, with no knowledge of how to be even in a set. I never was in a set for one day. Um, so that that time for me was hard. It was hard for almost a year. A year and a half was very hard and I'm trying to invent myself as soon as possible and, and I just saw my credit card bill going on, on the roof. Till one day, Till one day that uh, uh, Bill Marinella cast me for a role on The Haves Haves Nots. Um, mm-hmm. As an Italian guy, Bill Marinella came, uh, I met this guy and then cast me for a small role. And I went for this day on set to be in front of the camera. And uh, I said, I said uh, to Charlie Perry, I had no idea what Charlie Perry was. So tell the Pelly, look at me and say, are you doing okay for, so today? And I said, yeah, man, absolutely, I'm fine. And everybody watching me like I spoke with God. <laughs> I didn't know Tyler Perry. It was the first day on set. So never, no idea. Yeah. And then he told me it was Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry was very great to me. Uh, and I went to him and said, I think I can do that. I can work in front of the camera. I, can, I need to reinvent myself. So I apply for for an audition for the movie Insurgent. It was 300 people and a bunch of stunt performers, a bunch of extras for military part. And I remember this audition, I was holding in a parking lot, very sunny. And there was a Navy Seals, a retired Navy Seals, Duffy Gaver, mm-hmm. that was running this audition. And he asked a simple question, how you guys can clean a room with a rifle and nobody was almost kind of skeptical and I raised my hand right away and said, I can do that. And I grabbed my rifle, I did five steps and this guy told me, what's your background? And I explained, special forces. And then I must keep going, where? In Italy, which unit? And I said, hold on, hold on for a second. Which unit? I told my unit, the nine regiment called Moskin. And the guy out to the blue says, do you know Marco? And Marco, don't say the last name, mm-hmm. is still on service. Marco is a good friend of mine. And I say, yeah, no, no, I know him. So he left. He actually went and called Marco to check if I was real. He came back and short story, me and Marco and him, we trained together with the Israel Special Forces in Israel years ago. So Duffy came to me and says, Alex, follow me. Mm-hmm. Duffy brought me in front of the director, the stunt coordinators, and says, well, guys, as you know, I'm going to leave uh, the set in a week uh, because I need to go train Brad Pitt because uh, he was uh, he's still a personal friend of Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And says to the director, Alessandro is going to be in charge of the movie when I leave him. Oh, man. No pressure. Exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and that blew my mind off. Okay. And I remember, said, 
Can you do it? Absolutely, I can do it. I mean, I was running a boot camp for real people for forever. So I can do that. I had no idea about the movie business, but I can invent myself. Yes. I remember leaving the room and went by myself to the toilet, find a small toilet. I went to the toilet and closed the door and started screaming like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine me at six, four guys on a freaking toilet and scream like, <laughs> so something like that. And then I opened the door, went outside, I said, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and, uh, and then I did uh, the entire military part uh, and coordination part for insurgent first mm. and back to back on a legion. And a legion, I, all, I really actually changed some part of the script uh, to make it more realistic and more uh, attached to the real life. And that was a big, uh, big change for me because uh, it's not that you just work into movies. Uh, I worked for nine months straight uh, and I work and every time on set, uh, every actor, every stunt performers, stunt coordinators, extra, they was supposed to work in the movie has to come through me to be trained and to be vouched how you need to handle guns, weapons on the movie. So in here enough, basically everybody knew me very fast. Mm-hmm. Very so cool. that was my beginning, yes. And then of course, uh, at that point, I, uh, I worked my way through as a tactical coordinator and opened a company that now is in charge of almost every movie and TV series that's here in Atlanta for the military part. Mm. And I applied for being an actor, and of course my Italian accent and my six-four guy size and bold always helped me if I need to play a bad guy. Mm. And that's how he basically started. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. A lot of people don't see the the different technical coordinators on movies, but that is one of the most important parts because, you know, I've I've got some some SWAT background, you know, as a medic and. It drives me insane to be watching something and watching people clear a room and they miss 90% of what they should be checking and they'll just walk I in know. and say, clear. Like, no, it don't work that way. Stop. <laughs> oh, that drives me insane. I love it when I see things that are real, you know, like sm- things as small as just trigger trigger discipline. You know, when I yeah. see, see somebody roll into a room with their finger in the hook, I'm like, really? No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then, but now, now director, it just, uh, um, it just uh, recently, it, director and producer understand are understanding the audience now are very picky, and not just for the military part. Of course, uh, every action movie, the majority on an action movie, you're still gonna have people with guns, rifle. So, of course, the military part, the police. Uh, advising that anything related with gun is always going to be the majority but now producer and director really understand that, that every time you have some sort of speciality i don't know windsurfing kayaking parachuting whatever they need to go and find a good advisor to to please the audience because the audience are very picky so I always suggest uh, the people that want to break in the movie business, uh, if you have a capability 
it's used it. Used it. Of course, uh, I mean, uh, you can't have only just one uh, because then you're going to wait for that spot. Yeah. But if people uh, understand that on their subject, uh, there can be anything. So you are the one to go. And of course, uh, you are the you can find work. Uh, you need to be a, a well-around stunt performer or actor on 360. Mm-hmm. But if you if you can excel on something, you should focus on excel on something and train hard to be a well-around 360 performer. But they can change. Uh, they can open the door for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I'm a 30-year paramedic, you know, and it drives me insane. You know, like I say, I'm picky. I watch medical shows, and when when they, you know, I saw a thing where they were putting a chest tube in somebody in an OR, and they were using a, a tube that goes down his throat and into a tracheal tube. That it, it, I'm just cringing, like, really? Or, you know, things, I, I pick up on those things, and it just drives me insane because I know how it's done. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, 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 and of course, uh, there's another thing. Uh, there's another thing that I want to, because I mean, in, in this podcast, that what I want to do, I want to even help people to, move, to work in a movie business, you know. Mm. So there is some things uh, that are more common, and I give you an idea. For example, it's of course it's gonna be more common in a movie to have somebody with a rifle, that than to have somebody make some surgery or the medical stuff or one person right Mm -hmm. and then it's going to be even less common to have somebody for example using the software and really see how you can hack something so there is some capability that if you have are common and people are going to ask there are more spots available there are some specialities that you need the less common, so uh, there are less doctors in the world, there are less uh, less paramedic in the world. There are many soldiers, though so it's more likely that you're gonna find a soldier that says, "Oh, that's wrong," than a paramedic. Uh, they know that if you need to insert a J tube on the neck, so on the um, throat of somebody, or do a lot some sort of procedures, uh, they're gonna understand. Oh, no, that's wrong. Yeah. So because I'm more, I mean, take more more skills uh, to be a paramedic that just have a weapon in your hand that's running in the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I'll tell you, man, I've, I've looked over the resume on some of the stuff that you've done and man, you, you have just, I'm amazed, you know, you've done a lot of the Marvel stuff and you know, the, the infinity, infinity war, my daughter yes. drove me nuts until that came out and she got to see it. an end game. Oh, she drove me up the wall over those two movies. <laughs> yes, that's uh, that was a great experience. And then um, working for Marvel, it's uh, I think it's everybody's dream as a performer, no matter what you're doing, even if you're an actor, a stunt, an extra. It's it's not, I guess even production-wise, it's a it's a almost a dream because it's um, Marvel. They do superhero. I mean, who doesn't want to work in a superhero <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. And um, I always say to the people yesterday, after I have another interview that they ask me what you think. Well, I'll give you an example of what I'm thinking. Um, when I was four years old, so a long time ago, 
I was in Italy and I was uh, going to have a procedure in my, in my throat to remove something on my throat. Mm-hmm. And my mom gave to me, I mean, think about hospital in Italy 40, 40 years ago. And I was four. So it wasn't like at the Hilton or Sheraton Hotel. Yeah. So my mom gave it to me to be brave, a little Spider-Man figures to hold in my hand to be brave and uh, challenge these procedures. Mm-hmm. So 36 years later, 36 years later, first times on set for Spider-Man, I was close to the actor and close to the stand up they both know mm-hmm. wonderful people. But it wasn't them as an actor, it wasn't them as a stand up, but it was uh, the action figure. And I watched myself uh, and I watched Spider-Man and I said, that's freaky Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's the, the, the actual figure that was holding my hand 35 years ago and I'm standing beside Spider-Man. And I actually on the scene try to arrest him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So that's uh, Marvel. It's, um, it's a dream makers machine. That uh, I love them, man. I love yeah. that. It's, it's not easy to work with them. They're high professional. They're really skilled. Um, they, are, they actually, I think uh, some of Mar- what Marvel is doing, why they're so strict, uh, because they know, exactly they know, they actually are handling people's uh, hope, people's uh, youthness, people's past, people's desires. So when you watch Superman, and Superman not Marvel, but when you watch superhero things, uh, mm-hmm. you know that you will grow up with the things. So we know, for example, on the, on the Marvel things, uh, if you see Iron Man, Iron Man is freaking Iron Man. Yeah. I know it's a, it's, it's a comic, but Iron Man, it's a guy that you were watching the comics, read the comics, because the guy is selling the world. So in Marvel, I know it's entertainment, but Marvel have, they have a lot of responsibility to deliver the reality and please all the fans of this huge universe they created. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I've, one thing, you know, I, I love all the Marvel and the DC movies, but like I say, it's a huge responsibility because the hardcore yeah. people, man, they do, they think I'm bad on oh, medical yeah. and all that. No, yeah. they, <laughs> they nitpick big. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, I, I think it's neat. You know, I, I know they filmed a lot of the Marvel stuff over here at Pinewood, and, uh, I took my kids over to the the little Hannah Brothers studio, the cafe. Yeah. And when we drove up to it, you know, they had a big mural on the side of one of the studio buildings of, of the Marvel characters. And my youngest daughter just had a fit over that. Because sure. she didn't realize they filmed there. Yeah. And I, by the way, I love that cafe. That is the best breakfast in the world there. Yeah, they're doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, I've seen where you've done some on The Walking Dead. Um, that's that's a huge franchise here. You know, when I first moved to Fayetteville, I actually cooked over there at Nick and Norman's. Oh yeah, Nick and Norman, I know yeah. them. I, both, I know I know Nick, uh, Nick, Nick, uh, Greg, Nicotera, Norma Reedus. I personally know them. They're yeah. nice people. Yeah, and uh, they never came in while I was working, 
But it, it drove me crazy because everybody said, get me an autograph. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, it's no. not that relationship. I work for them. They're not going to yeah. come in and want their cook to ask for an autograph. That's not going to fly. And, uh, and it says these guys are all about pressure. I mean, uh, they're nice guys. And they will, I mean, if you, if they have time, they're going to do whatever you want, uh, sign everything you want. That's, and they, even then, they have a lot of pressure, man. It's a, uh, People watch the show Walking Dead, they like it or don't like it, it doesn't matter. But these guys, from producer, director, actors, they know they have a responsibility for the fan and responsibility for the studios. So, I mean, that's, you see, movie business, uh, movie business, if people don't realize how much money they're involved in, and they're not just making billion dollars, uh, big, the big people. Uh, how many money are involved and how many people work in the movie? If you work in a pilot or a TV series, that you can be the actor or the last person on the crew, the, the one who just, know, clean the restrooms. Uh. Mm-hmm. If uh, people don't do a great job uh, and the pilot or the season get canceled, these people don't work. Yeah. So it's really, it just go behind how much money a big producer can make. It's how many people are employed in the movie business or in the video games. People sometimes skip the credit and they don't see that in a movie like, a, I don't know, a Marvel movie, there thousands of people work and means that thousands of people pay their mortgage, their bills, their utilities with the work. That's why I'm very against uh, people that are trying to download or to pirate stuff uh, with um, movie and songs. Because uh, that's a lot of work behind uh, making a song, so making a video. Yeah. And yeah. it's all the people that actually sort of live for that. Yeah, like I say, you know, nowadays it's, a lot of stuff's not filming right now because of the COVID thing. And, yeah. You know, it's... You know, it's serious. And like I say, this is how people pay their bills, you know, and it's not just yeah. the actors and the people we see. It's, you know, everybody yeah. from producer, director, down to the grips and, you know, everybody. Yeah. And then, uh, my friend, big actors, big producer, they don't have to work. Mm. They can wait another four years before doing another movie. Yeah. The problem is the normal people. The normal people means 90% of the actors and 100% of the stunt people and 100% of the crew, they need to go to work. Because, uh, yeah, they, if you work enough, you have, uh, said, maybe three, four months that you, whatever. But then now, guys, uh, we need to go back to work. Because uh, I know for a fact, uh, hundreds of people, uh, they are running out of money to pay the mortgage, to pay car, car um, payment, to pay bills. So we need to go back to work, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. This time last year, everywhere I looked around here, within 50 miles, I was, you would see the little yellow and black signs with the arrows now, and the initials. Now, nothing. No. And well, I, things are starting up. I don't know. I'm not, I mean... Um, there are three movies right now prepping in uh, Pinewood. Mm-hmm. There are other TV series. Uh, Tyler Paris is working on now. So there are things coming up. Now, how slow, uh, how long it's going to take for this production to hire more people and not just the core? I don't know. Yeah. 
don't know. Yeah, you know, I remember um, when uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was filming over there in Griffin. Oh yeah, worked yeah. for that. Yeah, I, I know what I was. I was strolling through here and saw that. I'm like, okay, I was probably a hundred feet from this cat. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm like I say, that's I'm a paramedic, and you know, we would go by there constantly when it was filming. You know, we we didn't go in and watch anything because I mean that's like I say we know that's a business that's they don't need our distraction. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But but yeah, man, I I'm just I'm just happy that you do what you do because it it helps make you know a better quality product. It helps just it brings smiles to people's faces to know that things are being done right and you know and that you're getting things done safe because. You know, just because it may be a prop gun or shooting blanks, you know, John Eric Hexham yeah. and Brandon Lee, both yeah. of them blank guns, you know, and you're yeah. teaching people to do things the right way. And yeah, I mean, a movie business is supposed to be entertainment. It's supposed to be anybody's supposed to die. Yeah. Uh, have a bad injury. Now, I mean, uh, star performers are professional athletes. Uh, yeah. So... It, it can happen that you broke an ankle. So, I mean, and of course, like a football player, so it can happen. You can broke an ankle, broken arm. So that's part of the all the deal. But nobody's supposed to die, man. Yeah. There is not moving. There is nothing that's worth in somebody's life. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's and it's funny. You know, some people will say, well, they, they knew what they were getting into and they signed up for this. You know, I've, I've been a firefighter forever. I've been a paramedic forever. And people say, well, you're, you're paid to risk your life. I'm paid yeah, to risk okay. my life to a certain point, you know, and there's a time when you know this ain't safe and I'm not dying for this. Yeah, and exactly, because then uh, you you are, I mean, it takes years to replace a person. Yeah. Even even if you just speak uh, on the, take them out all the human side, but if you speak of the practical size, I mean, you can't risk somebody's life. Uh, because it's not easy to replace anybody, a firefighter or a soldier. It's not easy to replace anybody. So even even just that, people need to think all the first thing. If you put the human side on that, no life is worth risking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, um, man, I tell you, I'm, I'm glad that you came on here today, and I'm, I'm happy to know that y'all are this close by. You know, you when when we're able to, I'd like to sit down and do one of these face-to-face, man. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Hopefully very soon now. Hopefully yeah. very soon. Yeah, definitely. And uh, like I say, man, I, I appreciate you coming on here today. And you know you're welcome on here anytime. Okay. Thank, okay, sir. And thank you so much for what you do because you make a difference. You make what we see better and you make us enjoy it. And we're able to forget what's going on right now. So thank you so I know, much. I know. Yeah. No, thank you, guys. And everybody's trying to do something everybody's trying to do a little things and i think everybody here is uh, has a responsibility to make the world a little bit better every day sometimes uh, it takes a lot of effort sometimes it takes just smile to somebody that you see they have done okay sometimes it takes uh, and then people say how are you i'm good are you sure you're good i mean sometimes it just take uh, time to listen just take time to care, to change a day for somebody. So, yeah. thank you for having me, my friend. I can't wait to see you face to face. Definitely. And, um, I don't know. 